Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Bea Williams. I'm Seychelle Dan Poole. I'm Sarah Reynolds. And I'm Wendy Papazan. Today, we're finishing up our two-part series on vision. Hopefully, you joined us last week where we talked about casting the vision for your absolute best life. Today, we're going to dive into the business side of things. We're going to talk about questions you can ask to uncover your organizational mission, why vision is absolutely crucial in business, and the difference between mission statement, vision, and values, how to determine your mission as an organization, and some tactical ways we create vision and value as leaders. Who wants to kick us off? I would love to start off with the definition of a vision statement. Uh, Similar to mission statement, a vision statement provides a concrete way for the people who work with you to understand the meaning and purpose of your business. However, unlike a mission statement, which describes the who, what, and why of your business, a vision statement describes the desired long-term results of your company's efforts. A lot of people get these two confused. So the big difference is the mission statement is about the who, the what and the why, and the vision statement describes the desired long-term results of your company's efforts. I totally agree with that, Sarah. And it's important to balance vision and action, right? While an organization's vision is equivalent to the destination it seeks to reach, action represents the steps taken on the path to get there, right? You can't be all vision with no precision. That's good. Yeah, another way to look at it, you guys, uh, the way I look at it anyway, is mission is sort of where you are now. Vision is where you want to be in the future. I mean, it's a very Mm -hmm. simplified, oh, probably oversimplified. Your mission is why you exist today. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I want to tell a story because I want to be practical, meaning I want people listening to understand how incredibly crucial this is to their business lives. It it is everything. I decided I was going to, I laughed because I decided I was going to start a team and I went to all these classes and I learned how to hire. I learned how to do all the stuff, right? And I was nowhere near ready. (laughs) So I start this team. This is back in 2012. And I, I think I went through like four or five assistants my first year, right? I hired three or four real estate agents to sell for me that lasted maybe three months each. I'm not sure. And and it was a disaster. It was an absolute utter disaster. And I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off, right? Basically hiring anyone that could fog a mirror. It was was a disaster. And uh, and someone I know said, yeah, shocker. I know. <laughs> just the, vis- the visual of that just like, okay, had a, has giggling I mean, over here. <laughs> you know what? The phone's ringing off the hook. I'm just trying to survive. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, yeah, I had done like 9 million in volume the year before. And we it ends up at the end of this particular year in 2012, we did 25 million. Can you imagine? It was just, that was just a huge leap, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like November of that year. And, you know, it's Thanksgiving and things are kind of slowing down a little bit. I'm still really busy. And and a mentor of mine said, Via, what are you doing? <laughs> slow down. <laughs> slow down a hot minute. <laughs> and we're just like, what? What do you mean slow down? Slow down a hot minute. I know you're a you know, woman of action. Slow down, take a breath. I want you to really think about the mission and the vision of what you're building. What do you really want this to look like, right? Craft that out. And it doesn't have to be in pen. It can be in pencil, right? It doesn't have to be chiseled in granite. It doesn't have to be written on the side of a building yet. So just kind of date something, as Wendy says. Don't marry it, just date it. So I, I created the mission and the vision of the Be A Group. And with that, I hired the very first agent of the VIA group. And I tell everybody, I formed the VIA group December of 2013. 
because that is when, maybe it was 2012. It was 2012. Because that is when I formed my mission and my vision statement. Mm -hmm. I went on to use Mm -hmm. that as a filter and I never looked back. I increased 700% in four years. And I really attribute it to having the clarity of that mission and vision because A, I got to my excitement got to sell it to the people I was hiring. And B, it gave all of us something to strive for, right? Yep. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Because talented people want to be associated with something big. Yes. Right? You know, if you sit down with someone and you're sharing your vision for your business and you're like, you know what? I think we're probably going to do the same as we did last year, maybe just a little bit less because I'm that really wore me out. Um, (laughs) Nobody's going to jump on that bandwagon. Not a talented person anyway, right? Yeah. Vision casting for me has been something I've been studying and working on for a long time. And and how it sort of started is I thought I was good at casting a vision. So I did an exercise with my team where I actually asked my coach to come into my office and ask each of my key leaders what our vision was for our company. Uh, Just because I thought I was doing a good job, I started studying. and, And when you have a clear vision, all of your organizations should know about it. I ended up being so mortified because each of my key leaders said something totally different and not one of them actually said our vision. <laughs> and so I was like, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm, I clearly need to improve in this. So the, you know, if, if we were to go today into your organization, right, and give each team member like a three by five card and say, write out the vision uh, for the company that you work with, what would they write? Yeah, right? Really would, would they end up writing the same thing? And so I I know that for me, there's been multiple visionary leaders that have made a huge impact on me. I mean, we could almost spend all all podcasts talking about some visionary leaders like Walt Disney and and people like that. But it's really key is like, okay, making sure your vision should be clear enough to where everyone in your organization, they hear it enough, you repeat it enough that they know how to then tell someone else what the vision is. And what what does that look like for you? Is it like every day or every week or what? For for me, I every day we share. So one of the things that I think that it's really important to make a distinction in, and in, in that I've learned through really studying vision casting. All of our organizations need to have a long term vision. We also need to have a short term vision. The yes. short term vision I've learned needs to be said daily. So, for example, our short term vision this year is to help twelve hundred and fifty families. Right this year, my team hears that every single morning. At least once a month, they hear our long-term vision, which is to be in 10 major metro cities, helping 1,000 families a month and giving over a million dollars to worthy causes. So very specific long-term vision. But if you don't, if you only say that, and we've never even crossed over, this will be the first year that we cross over 1,000 families in one year. And then I'm standing up and saying, we're going to do it every month. Right. You, you, there's a disconnect because they're mm. not they're not going to get behind it. Psychologists have actually studied, and it's got to be. You can't. I believe in thinking big, but you also need that short term for they so they can see we can actually achieve this, and they need to believe they can achieve it. 
Sarah, I love this because what I know about casting the vision and getting buy-in is that it it helps a team, right, get ownership. And everybody wants to be involved in something that's A, larger than themselves, right? And B, that they think will succeed. And so what you're hitting on is, look, I can succeed. I can see 1,200 homes a year. I can't see 10,000 homes a year yet. It's just too much. I don't think that's Mm going to succeed. So there's a fine line when we're casting a vision as a leader with like, hey, what, what can my individual performance, how can that contribute to this greater vision, right? And will it succeed? So I just wanted to emphasize that. That's a really, really great thing that you're doing every day. What I And thank you for being vulnerable and transparent to around, um, I think all of us have areas on, on vision casting and vision creation that we've had to go back to the drawing board and redo. And so by sharing you know, the story about your key leaders, I definitely have been in the same boat with you on that. And I really appreciate your vulnerability and transparency on that. And what I love about also making sure that the big vision is out there is it's making sure that you let your A players know that there is room in this organization for your big dreams and vision. And yet at the same time, we also have to make room for other people coming in too so that you're eliminating anybody that might have some fear or scarcity around like, you know, am I, is there enough room for me and somebody else when somebody new comes on board? That's good, Seychelle. Really good. good. And before we, we're going to dive in here about how to cast a vision and how to set it and things like that. But before we do that, I just want to make sure all of our listeners hear me on this, right? It is the responsibility of you as a leader to cast the vision, okay? This is something that has to be done by you as a leader. It's actually not something that you can delegate, Mm-mm. In the beginning, I tried to delegate it because I am an action-oriented, head down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it happen, right? Not say it's gonna happen. I'm gonna make it happen. Mm-hmm. But what I learned is I was really letting my organization down by not taking the responsibility of of that for myself, right? So whether you're leading one department or an entire organization, if that organization or department is visionless, that's on you as the leader. So there are so many things that you can delegate as a leader, but vision is not one of them. You cannot delegate vision as Love a leader. That. That's really well, good. and and hopefully it doesn't get funky in here. But I, I just want to push back a little bit with you on your vision, Sarah, because I actually think you've got a really big goal, and I don't see that as a vision for your business. Because once you hit that goal, then there's nowhere for you to go. So when I, I've studied vision now for two years, and one of the things that I've learned from studying different visions is that it's really key for it to be specific. So I've seen a lot of visions like we're going to be the best. Well, how do you define the best? Mm-hmm. How, how do you know if you're, if, if you're reaching the vision? Well, I mean, I thought that's the conversation that we had before, which is goals, goals, are right? Yeah, goals are tangible. And a vision is actually something that's unattainable, right? It's really like if, if you want to help people live their best lives, you're never going to hit that. You're never going to hit that vision, right? So this is this is actually cool for us to work through here for a second. And like, I mean, you guys are hearing real talk. This is how we talk. Oh off, yeah, off camera. I, the same. Yeah, I knew, I knew it was going to get funky in here. Yeah. So, well, so, so can I can I uh, frame a question then, which would be Wendy, in your opinion, if you were to look at that on a vision standpoint, and you're like in your opinion or in your experience, what would that sound like if you were casting a vision to the team around what Sarah was saying? Well, I think about the vision of Keller Williams, which is to be the real estate company of choice. 
Yeah, and that's clear and specific. So, and it's also a long-term vision because Sarah was talking about short-term versus long-term, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, to to be fair, you probably have a long-term vision that that we didn't talk about just now, right? Well, for me, my my long-term vision goes a lot to, to my personal vision, which is to uh, be able to reverse tithe. And so, for me, a lot of what I do is is giving back to worthy causes. I'm super passionate about that. That almost ties into my personal. And so, when I looked at okay, what what income level would I have to get at to basically live on 10% and give 90% away? That's what reverse tithing is. That's where we set out the our our mission, the goal, you know, the vision of a thousand families a month. To me, that's going to take a long time. So, there's not one real estate organization that is even close to 1,000 families a month. Uh, The top uh, real estate organization last year helped uh, 2,400 families. And so they're not even touching even close to it, right? And so it's going to take a long time for me to get there. And I think vision can change. Yeah, vision can change. Well, and you know, Sarah, I I push you, right? This is our our thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, because I see your greatness. I really do. And I see you. I see you with exponential power and exponential um, growth. And I see all of that in you. And so I don't, I don't want you to limit yourself. I really don't. Yeah. yeah that's no. where that It's a good from. conversation. It, it's all yeah. comes from love. You know that. I yeah. do. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I'll push back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Too. And, and, and to me, it, it is an incredible goal and that it is worthy of of incredible people in your organization, but it's not, that's not a limitless vision. It's not, it's just not. I I love this. I love this conversation. And, you know, really vision is not a democracy, even though we need to get the input of others, right? Vision is the privilege of the founder and the leader to help cast. And right. so what you're hearing us right now is, is at the end of the day, Sarah's getting input from us, but ultimately she's going to decide whatever that vision is. So, you know, how to set the vision, right? You get input from others, your team, you know, thoughts from leaders in your, your, uh, your industry. Your podcast co-hosts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Live on the podcast. Live on the podcast. Not awkward. <laughs> Whether you want it or not. Um, but, you know, then the next part is, is you're going you're gonna to test new ideas pragmatically against resources. And then the third part of that is you need to then articulate where they're going to go and to help your company strategically get there. Yeah. And, you know, I, I find myself thinking, so I, I work for a company called the Benkini Companies and our vision is win, win, make, give and do good, right? And and what Ben's done is win, make, give has become really the moniker for um, our foundation. So we have all, we have all, all of a sudden internalized, not all of a sudden, over the years, we've internalized that, that vision, which is to make ourselves net worth millionaires and to make as many people as possible net worth millionaires. It's in our teaching, it's in our conversations, it's in our recruiting, it's in our retention, it's in really everything we do, right? It, it's, what, it's the name of many of our assets in our company is our actual vision statement. But that doesn't mean we don't have short-term visions, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I have to defend you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank well, you. And, and, yeah. Well, I just think it's a. I think it's an. It's, it's a super good combo. I think it's, a, yeah. it's an, important, an important conversation to have because you know it is. Vision should be limitless. You know, right. even if it, even if it's, even if it's, you know, Elon Musk going to space or whatever it is, right? Yeah. It, should, it should be completely limitless. And I think the Ben Kimmy companies like that's a that's a fairly new tweaked vision mm-hmm. for you it guys. Is. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, I like yeah. it over the last yeah like the yeah. last eighteen months. Two years yeah, now. 
Yeah. I like it a lot. Well, what are some questions we can ask ourselves um, if we're trying to figure out our vision for our business, right? We can say, what what do we want our organization to look like in five years, 10 years, 20 years? You know, how big is it? What are we famous for? Why does anyone care about what we do? How do people who work here feel about their jobs, right? Mm -hmm. How do I, as the founder, feel about my business? What's my role in it? So again, this is, it's like thinking about your best life uh, creating your your vision statement for your business isn't something that you're just gonna you know whip up after coffee one morning, right? It requires a lot of input, a lot of thinking. It's mm-hmm. gonna change as you grow and change, right? As your thinking becomes bigger, right? As the people around you push you to think bigger and do more and have a different vision of your life, and on, and quite honestly, it's probably gonna change as we age. You know, mm-hmm. I I feel like um, as I've been in my 40s, right? I'm going to be 49 this year. Um, There's a certain amount of wisdom about what's important and what's not important, right? And for me, that's changing, you know, and I'm running towards my personal mission, which is to empower and inspire big thinking leaders to create lives of abundance, right? And that's very different than some goals that I have in my life. Yeah, Ben is a good example of it changing, right? I, mm-hmm. I mean, if yeah, his or- it was recent. I mean, yeah, so his organization is is huge, right? How many companies are part of the Ben Kennedy companies? I mean, and then it all of a sudden has has changed, and that can happen, right? I know for me, all, all of all of our my entire life, I've changed as. Uh, we discover what's most important to us. Also, what's most important to our team members, right? Yeah. Um, I think that that is really key. I think all four of us care deeply about all of the people in our world. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we want to continually uh, cast a vision that's big enough to make sure that they can see the vision for their life within our vision, which I think is important. Yeah, and for all of our listeners who might be plagued with perfectionism syndrome, I, I want to go back to something Wendy said. It's really important because when I when I embarked on this, I sort of got frozen. I, I remember having this moment like, oh my gosh, like my vision and my mission. This is really big stuff. Like this is the stuff that's engraved in buildings. And I I picture this granite lobby in New York City I was in once, right? Where their their mission and their vision was, was in there. And so um, it's really important to tell yourself this can be a living document. You know, mine's on Google Docs. My uh, my team had access to it, and it has to morph over the first few years. But what what you find happens is it settles. Mm. It sort of settles on something, and then you live with that. And like I love Wendy's analogy, you know, you date it for a while, and then you marry it. But but to both of your guys's points, there is a point where you might have to get divorced and get a new <laughs> yeah. spouse, and yeah. that's okay too, right? <laughs> it can definitely change. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Well, and, um, you know, I think, Sarah, you and I had this conversation once was about not overselling the vision, right? Are you painting a realistic picture of your organization or are you overselling it? I know for me, a few years ago, I feel like I was overselling the vision a little bit. You know, we were expanding to different locations and, you know, we wanted to be in, you know, kind of all over the place. And I was thinking about these notches on my belt. And and so I think I had to be really, I had to be clear about what the vision was and yet what the reality of the organization was right right now, you know? Yeah, I, I think that that's a really, really uh, key point, Wendy. Um, I was talking to a, a team leader that called me. Our, our organization has very high retention and we're sort of kn- known for that in, in the industry. And he called me and, and he said to me, he said, out of all of the leaders that I, I hear speak, you speak about opportunity the least. 
Mm. And at first I said, I, I thought he was like saying like, hey, step it up, right? With your, and I probably shouldn't, <laughs> yeah. I probably should step it up. Um, and he said, but do you think that that is why you have such great, great retention? And then it made me think of a, t- of a time where we just recently lost a recruit. So they chose to go with a, a different team. And I know this team is struggling uh, in profitability and I'm not in any way trying to put, put them down. But why he joined them was because they told him that they're going to build these 20 other companies that they're going to have ownership of and he's going to have all this opportunity when they're currently, the, the engine that's going to feed the other companies right now are, isn't even profitable. And so to me, I think it's really important not to oversell because what you don't, the the end goal is to impact people's lives long term, mm-hmm. not just to get them. They're they're not they're not someone to like win. And I know I'm going off on sort of a, a recruiting uh, topic, but the goal is to retain them and to impact their life, right? And so w- you do want to make sure that you're not overselling something that you also can't live up to. In in terms of you know the vision can be something that you want to achieve, but making sure that you have a balance. And that's what it's. This is a lot harder than uh, just us telling you, right, uh, this topic. So I think that's a key point, Wendy. Sarah, and what you described just now is really freaking hard to do. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I I just want to take a pause and say, that's really freaking hard to do. And it's it's such a fine balance between earning the right to be in business with really smart, talented people and casting the vision for where you want to go and making sure the vision is big enough for them and retaining. And you know, and we're going to cover a lot on attracting talent retention in a future episode. So I don't want to spoil all the thunder from that. Um, but it, it is a really big task as a leader to accomplish. And it is something that can become a lifelong journey to really master. It's not something that we just all of a sudden, like get it once, and it's like, oh, I got it. Like that is a pursuit for sure. Yeah, I, I, I agree, and I wish I could say I've been studying vision for two years, like, like you, Sarah. I think that's yeah. amazing. And you know, we um, full disclosure here because that's what we do. We peek yeah. behind the curtain. Uh, we actually have recorded this vision episode with your business. It was one of the because we thought it was so important. We knew it was the yes. foundation of of your business, and we recorded the episode. And it was really, really bad. It was, it was bad. so bad because Just I, think I wasn't of, on it. Yeah, <laughs> there. yeah, well, yeah we, that was the problem. Uh, uh, vision and Via do start with the same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just saying, Vi. So, yep. so there you go. But I think that's because as a leader, it's not intuitive. You know, there are a lot of things that we do that we're just more a little bit more naturally good at, and this is really something that we have to we have to think about and do and um, study and put thinking time in our calendar about it and get input from other people. Because also as leaders, you know, I love what you, what you shared, Sarah, about how you thought your team was so, so aware of your vision. And yet as leaders, you know, we can have this like reality distortion field. Absolutely. Yeah, we do have it. So here's what I know, ladies. This is, I know that this is the pushback episode because I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to push back in a way to prove to everybody how important vision is. And this is, this is where I'm going to push back. Sarah Reynolds, I mean you. Uh, Where I'm going to push back is that that person did win the recruit. So there's an argument that they won in casting the vision. While I completely agree with what you and Wendy said about 
uh, overselling, which I am very guilty of in my past. It's probably one of the 12 constellation of reasons I, I lost my team. Another episode, another time. But, but <laughs> well, I would part, argue... 12-part well, series. 12-part series on that one. And Wendy, <laughs> Wendy, you got the second part of that. Oh, yeah. I've got part one. You've got part okay, two, I'll right? do part three. And you'll do part three. There you go. Um, that's, that's good news for everybody. But, <laughs> but here's, here's my point. My point is that's how important it is, Sarah. Like it, That's how important it is to sell the vision. They won the recruit, right? And so right or wrong, oversell, undersell, it is it is imperative to, to hiring, to retention, to getting everybody excited. Here's what I know. At the end of the day, what, what motivates people at work is when their individual goals are going to be met through your organization. That's right. Right? That's really and, good. Well, that, that's, that's, that's why they're there, right? And they have to tie into that and they have to tie into the vision and, and, and believe that they're going to hit their individual goals through the organization's goals and, and the organization's vision. So 1,200 homes a year, call it a goal, call it a vision, whatever. You've got a whole bunch of people that really truly believe that A, it's achievable. B, they're going to make an impact and, and they're going to hit their personal goals through it, right? And C, you are the one selling it every day and reminding them of that. You are a great leader. I mean, I just... That's just such an important point. I love that. Yeah. Well, and I think with that, guys, we're kind of wrap, wrapping up what um, this amazing episode. And uh, yeah, you know, sorry, Sarah, I didn't mean to make you feel uncomfortable, but no, it's all I, good. You know, I see your greatness. I yes. see the greatness in all of you and all of you listening. We all yeah. see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so right. today, I mean, there's a lot of nuggets today. So I took a lot of notes. Um, obviously, we we asked some questions about how to how you can figure out your organizational mission, why vision is really crucial in business, and what's interesting is it's almost like you need the vision before you start your business, but at the same time, you can't really create it until your your business is there. It's weird, you know? Um, and then the difference between mission, vision, and values, they're all really important. Some frameworks that you can have to determine your mission as an organization, for sure you want to get input from the people around you because we do have this reality distortion field. And we don't want to oversell our goals to people. And and then as a leader, why mission and vision is just absolutely so important. Um, and then that last little nugget that Via said I thought was really important, mm-hmm. which is people want to want to be in your organization to get their goals and needs met. That's right. Right. And if you haven't clearly articulated your vision, then they're just coming for a job, right? right. They're just they're just yeah. coming to work for a paycheck. And if you can fire them up about your big vision, right, and they can get on board with you, then together you'll even be more powerful. So great conversation today, guys. Great peek behind the curtain. We got a little a little sticky in there and that was always fun, but you know, we love each other. And so I hope you guys will tune in next time for the next episode of Empire Building. Thanks for listening to Empire Building. If you like what you heard, join our tribe by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and help us spread the word by leaving a five-star rating and review. Until next time, wishing you a life worth living. And remember, you are an empire builder. Empire Building.